Next on BYU Sports Nation, down goes McNeese. BYU football scores 30 unanswered points to secure a third win in the first four games. The Cougars are number 20 in the AP poll. Are the Cougars the 20th best team in the country? ESPN's Trevor Maddich weighs in. A top 20 team, you say? Hold on to your heads! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, September 24th, and a winning Monday at that. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who always has super glue handy, Jerem Jordan. Gorilla glue, whatever, you know. Um, and, and Cosmo, I, I gave some to Cosmo after the game because during the game, I don't know if you saw this, but Cosmo's head flew off. Uh, if you're watching on BYU. <laughs> yeah, gra- graphic. I know, sorry. Viewer discretion advised, Cosmo's head went flying off. Um, nice job by the... the uh, Cosmo dude to just duck and cover there. Oh, yeah. Or as yeah. he said before the show, tuck. Tuck and cover. And cover. To, to hide his identity. How hard and fast do you have to be flipping Oh man, for the head to go flying off like yeah. that? Yeah, and uh, and then the pit it, crew that was able to like collect and reconnect in point seven seconds that ensued in that moment was incredible. <laughs> um, also, that, that moment went viral. Um, ESPN, Sports Nation, everybody, right? Uh, oh, yeah. House of Highlights. And the best version of that was the split screen with Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber saying, our, our pets' heads are flying off! <laughs> Cos- yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well done to Team Cosmo. <laughs> Huge show today to recap BYU's latest win and move up the national rankings. ESPN's Trevor Maddich back for another Maddich Monday. Does he have any concerns about the Cougars after this hot start? Plus, our going for two predictions. And what did everybody that's on BYU's schedule do over the weekend? Mm-hmm. Perhaps that played a hand in helping the Cougars Hell's out. doing all right. Uh, yes. We now present today's top stories across BYU Sports Nation. BYU beats McNeese 30-3. First home victory of the season. The Cougars scored 30 unanswered points after kind of a head-scratching first quarter. Back yes, knees. slow start, explosive second quarter spurred on by the BYU defense, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's defense allowed 57 total yards in the second half, Jerem. Not bad. That's really good. The Back Cougars... Now have three wins in four games. Just let it soak in, people. Makes me happy. Three wins in four games. Good. You already moved up five spots in the AP poll from 25 to 20. Tied for the largest climb on the day. The Cougars play at number 11, Washington, who fell one spot. Uh, BYU's the first team out in the coaches' poll. So we have a ranked matchup for just the second time in Independence for BYU. I trust the writers in this situation. Not the sports information directors voting for the coaches. Exactly. What a day for a couple of Cougars in the National Football League. Taysom Hill continues to expand his repertoire. He did just about everything for the Saints against the Falcons, including 39 yards rushing, 35 on one play. 
Three kickoff returns for 64 yards, a tackle on special teams, a key block lined up as the tight end. The only thing he didn't do was make the gumbo. That was it. Well, well, let's get on that, huh? Maybe we will next week. Might as well. Fred Warner had 11 tackles, nine solo, which makes him the 49ers' leading tackler yes. through the first three weeks of the NFL season. However, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team swept St. Mary's. Ronnie Jones Perry of Copper Hills High Fame led the team with 12 kills. Cougars are 12-0 and have swept seven of their last eight opponents. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Jerem, now that BYU is 3-1 and one through four games and climbing the rankings, let's take a step back and ask the question just about the McNeese game. Was BYU good enough against a top 10 FCS team? Yes. The question when you play an FCS team isn't whether you're going to win or not. I mean, there are FCS teams that jump up and and beat FBS teams, certainly. And McNeese is one that had won two of their last three, and the one they lost was by seven at Nebraska. So BYU was on high alert. But the answer is yes. There are certainly things that BYU could have improved. Uh, BYU trailed 3-0 after the first quarter. The offense sputtered, nearly turned it over uh, a couple times, right? But that second quarter for BYU was awesome, as you mentioned. 24 points in that. Kalani Sutake gets the guys fired up, and then BYU blocks a field goal, and then the offense starts to churn it out with three touchdowns uh, and a field goal, or two touchdowns and a couple of field goals. So it was a, it was a great second quarter. Could it have been better? Certainly. But BYU won by 27. They took care of business. They didn't play a couple of injured guys in Dango Woloku, Zane Anderson, and Butch Powell. And now BYU prepares for Washington. I know people are saying, man, the first quarter was super weird, and I was really concerned, and I didn't think that the guys were motivated. And remember Portland State last year? Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. I do remember the Portland State game last year, and BYU McNeese was a world apart from what we saw BYU do against Portland State. By the way, the Vikings last year didn't win a game. Yeah, they didn't win a game. They were winless. So BYU beat a winless team 20-6. to This is a top-10 FCS team. They've got some players. Yeah. They don't have the depth, yeah. but they've got some players. Sure. So for BYU to come out and win by 27, 30-3, yes, it was enough. Clearly it was enough. Did you see what the voters did for BYU? We'll get to that in just a moment. Well, a lot of that had to do with what happened in front of oh, BYU. Oh, I know. Attrition. But, yeah. Attrition. Right. But if but BYU, BYU had been position Exactly. Be, sure. If sure. BYU had been bad, then they don't make the climb. Okay, let me tell you my number one issue, not only with McNeese, but what with what's going on with BYU. I think the defense is really solid. We saw a bunch of takeaways. We, BYU's not giving up a ton of yards a game. What's the number again? Do you remember? 326. 326. Fantastic. Okay. That's against three Power 5 opponents. Right. And and two top 10 teams. Uh, <laughs> the passing game is an issue for me right now. Okay, BYU's averaging 164 a game. That's not the worst number. Five and a half yards per attempt is 10th worst in the country. When BYU throws the ball, they're not getting a lot of yards with it. 58% completion percentage, 83rd. 58 used to be good. It's not good anymore. You've got to be above 60. It's not just Tanner Mangum, although Tanner Mangum is part, a big part of the equation in the passing game, obviously, as a quarterback. It's that BYU's not catching the ball when it's thrown deep. So there were two plays against Arizona. The opening play against McNeese, uh, the Dallin Holker incompletion against Wisconsin. At, against Wisconsin. So there have certainly been opportunities there. BYU's Dylan Colley against Cal. There have certainly been chunk plays that BYU needs to complete. It's not just deep either. 
a little more intermediate. I think there's going to be another game, and soon, perhaps Saturday, like the Cal game where BYU is unable to run the ball effectively, and then now what? Now what? That concerns me. Yeah, BYU has taken shots, not very many, but there's this unfortunate trend of dropping the ball. Now, I will say that Tanner Mangum had a Levihipo wide open in the Arizona game early, and he just overthrew him. But that has yeah. not... That has not been... I don't expect every pass to be completed. I'm just saying, like, 30%, 40%. Yeah, that has not been the majority. Like, there there have been key drops when players should make plays on the field. And your longest pass play can't be from Aleva Hefo through think, four think games. Think about this. 31 yards. Let's say Dallin Holker does catch that ball. Let's say Dylan Colley does catch the I'm ball fe- against Cal. I'm feeling differently. Gunnar Romney catches the ball against McNeese. Tanner Mangum all of a sudden has 140 more yards passing. Yes, and that would be a and big deal. And the numbers deal. are significantly different. So how much of it is on Tanner Mangum and how much of it is on the receivers just needing to come right. up with the it's play? It's a mutual thing there. Yeah. So, but ultimately, uh, a dropped pass reflects on Tanner, not on the receiver. BYU is good enough. Tanner Mangum didn't, like didn't make Squally Canada drop the pass that would have scored a touchdown. Right. In the game against McNeese exactly. as well, so yeah, it's a good throw. In fact. Good enough, but yeah, there, there are some frustrations. But still, he's got to be better. All right, okay. There were some great things in the game Saturday, but what was the best thing you saw versus McNeese? The best thing I saw was from the BYU defense holding McNeese to zero for ten on third down conversions. I don't think I've seen that before. Zero for ten. I don't care who the opponent is. You hold a team Provo high zero for ten on third down. That's incredible. So I was really impressed with the BYU defense overall, but that was the stat that jumped out to me the most, uh, seeing the the Cougars able to bear down when they absolutely needed to, including a goal line scenario when BYU essentially gave the ball to the Cowboys on that double reverse that went really wrong in the first quarter. BYU held them to a field goal because the defense came up big on third down. The best thing I saw on Saturday versus McNeese was Cosmo losing his head. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. So when, when was this? For second quarter, third quarter? It was, it was in the second half. I think it was late, hey, in, the, late in the third quarter, maybe. Second half, people are getting bored a little bit. It's a blot. Here comes Cosmo running up to do like a huge flip. Boom, boom, boom. Head goes flying off. <laughs> Duxton covers. The marketing staff and Team Cosmo are all over it. And the identity of Cosmo is secure. Uh, <laughs> that Batman the, is still Batman. His mane yes, is flowing yes, up the back of Unlike Superman, who somehow couldn't be recognized in the 40s with just glasses, <laughs> which is so stupid, right? Cosmo's identity is secure. That's the best thing I saw. Also, Talon Shumway's catch. Oh, great catch. Talon Shumway great catch. against Portland State last year almost got in the, in the end zone. Speaking of passing game, this is a tremendous pass from Tanner Mangum and an even better catch from Talon, don't forget about me from Lone Peak, Shumway. Okay? Talon Shumway needed this too. Talon can be a good receiver. He had a 21 pick up, yard pickup against Wisconsin. Now, this week, the seven yard touchdown. I really thought this was a great play. He should have had the first touchdown against Utah last year, but it was called off due to a penalty. So it was good to see him get back in the end zone. Remember that? Yes. Was yeah. it, uh, it, was it was a, a cr- screen. Yes, a crossing. It was an illegal screen, a, yes. an illegal pick, or whatever they yes, call it. Yes, pick play. Yep. Yeah, the, yep. the stupid right. pick play. That's right. Now, uh, my honorable Ask mention. Ask Alabama about the pick play. Cost them uh, a national title. My honorable mention here for the best thing I saw, a 47-yard field goal from Skyler Southam. Longest in eight years at BYU. Just, and he's drilling the ball. Like, he's, he is, 
These aren't it's like so nice to awkward have him. or funky spins. Yeah. These field goals are right down the middle. No questions. It's just he goes out there, does what you ask him to do, and knocks it through. Yes. How about that? 47-yard field goal from Skyler Southam. All right, Jerem. BYU football has climbed five spots in the latest AP rundown. Five spots to number 20. They are two within their highest ranking ever in independence, which is number 18 back in 2014. But I ask you, Jerem, right now is BYU – Really, the 20th ranked team in all of college football. In the AP poll, they are. Uh, and I don't have a vote, as many people uh, reminded me yesterday. And I was like, what? I don't have a vote? Um, I don't feel like BYU is the 20th best team in the country. And here's why. I, I think that BYU beat an Arizona team that's not as good as we thought. Cal's actually better than we thought. Cal's, what, 23 in the AP poll, 3-0. So that's good. Wisconsin is a, is a good team, beat Iowa. So may, perhaps BYU deserves it. I don't know that it matters all that much. But here's my concern, Spencer. BYU played really, really well when no one think they could do it against Arizona and Wisconsin. Double-digit dog, Heisman Trophy candidate on the road. You can't win this game. You're going to lose. BYU didn't perform very well, okay? Against Callan McNeese, the pressure was on, right? And I don't think BYU had their best performances. I think BYU plays better this year as a team that has a chip on their shoulder. And now here they are, the 20th ranked team in the country, and guess what the line is against 11th-ranked uh, Washington Saturday? Uh, oh, I saw that it opened to, like, more than two touchdowns. It is 17. 17. So, early prediction, going for two on Friday, 17-plus. <laughs> BYU can't do it. They're the underdog. You're not going to win. BYU's performed really well in those circumstances. With the edge. Yes. With the edge. I need BYU to have the edge. So I'm calling for 17-plus, suckers. <laughs> I, I want BYU to show up and compete really well in this game. It is too much to ask BYU to win two top 15 road games in one year. It really is. But I hope BYU brings it, man. Whether we like it or not, BYU is number 20. That will Sit next to the Cougars' name as they approach Washington. A top 20 showdown in Seattle. I can't believe it. How about that? I can't believe it. Now, I will say this in defense, defense being the operative word, of BYU's 20th ranking in that national rundown. BYU right now has a top 30 total defense. And keep in mind. That means yards allowed. Keep in mind. This is against three Power 5 teams in four games. No, I think BYU's defense is really good. Number 28 overall, averaging... Giving up just 326 yards a game. That's an excellent number. Top 25 scoring defense. That's the most important one. They are number 23, giving up 17 Three points against a game. Helps. Top 15 turnover margin. That's right. That's that's good. Number well, 12 at after plus this, 5 on the season. After this last game, yeah, baby. Plus 3 in that game, right? They are plus 5 on the season. Top 10 in sacks allowed. The O-line's doing their job, right? Only giving up three sacks in four games. So that's offensive stat, right? Yes. So there's an offensive stat right there. They're efficient enough on offense because they're running the ball and they're protecting right. Tanner Mangum. They're the not turning numbers the ball great, over. They're the not way. turning the ball over. 291 against McNeese is bad. BYU, but they're not turning the ball over. Right. Which, which and they're is opportunistic. Good. BYU's not being crazy aggressive, and that's part of that. BYU's not fumbling it. You can control fumbles. Interceptions, you hand the other team an interception. BYU is a top 20 team nationally because of the defense. I agree. Because of their defense. Yes. 
We'll see how much that translates when they take on the best offense that they will have seen to date in Seattle. I think Washington has the best offense that BYU will have played against to date. It's pretty good. But they struggled a little bit. Wisconsin was good. Wisconsin's solid. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor was amazing. But they don't have speed on the outside like Washington. Including Ty Jones, who went to Provo High for Washington. That guy scored a touchdown three, three games. People say, well, BYU face speed against Arizona. Arizona's not Washington. Right. Arizona's not There's Washington. There's a big difference. Cal had some speed, and BYU Washington's lost that game. Arizona hasn't been to the Rose Bowl ever. Cal has some speed. BYU lost that game. Let's see what happens. But they're top 20 because their defense is really, really solid. I agree. Our question of the day, what is your reaction to BYU being ranked 20th in the latest AP poll? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At SM Fielding in on Twitter. It means nothing if BYU gets steamrolled by Washington. Need to have a great week of practice and come out Saturday ready to smash Washington in the mouth. I think BYU's got a sense of urgency because they're playing another team on the road like this, like Wisconsin. The issue is BYU's ranked 20th now and Washington has... uh, BYU has Washington's full attention. 17-point underdog. 17 and you're nine <laughs> spots below in the polls. Vegas does not respect BYU in this game. They absolutely yeah, well, Vegas didn't respect BYU against Wisconsin and Arizona no, either. They did not. No, they did not. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> Coming up, are going for two results. Did I make up any ground? Plus, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. What are his concerns for BYU football moving forward against Washington? I know he's focused on that passing game, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Great minds think alike, but... BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch Coordinator's Corner or listen. Today at the top of the hour, today Greg Rebell talks with Jeff Grimes and Ed Lamb. It's coming up at the top of the hour next on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show. Just go to BYUSN.com. Experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, and however you prefer. You always rank 20th, Spencer. I heard that. <laughs> you always rank 20th? Are you kidding me right Top now? Top 20. And wow. even I, I mean, wow. We had a conversation with some of our friends at BYU Athletic Marketing after the game as we're watching a bevy of other games unfold. See the after party. And I thought, uh, BYU will probably move up, I don't I know. two spots. Two Maybe three spots. There was lots of movement in front of them. Because there were so many upsets and because BYU only beat McNeese by 27. And listen, writers saw it. They saw what happened to every other team losing ahead of BYU. And the Cougars, courtesy of attrition, have jumped up five spots. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. It's validating. It's validating. What is your reaction to BYU being ranked 20th in the AP poll? At Gerald Max Royster answers on Facebook. Mind-blowing. Just mind-blowing. They're definitely exceeding expectations, and I love it. They're showing the nation just how good BYU truly is. Hashtag defense wins championships. I have another uh, opportunity Saturday, certainly, on national TV on Fox. The Cougars have not allowed a team to reach that 24-point mark all season. It's a good thing. Can they do that against Washington? Can they do that against Washington? 
Ugh, that's the real challenge. Earlier this morning, ESPN college football insider expert and national champion Trevor Maddich joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Roll that interview right now. All right, Trevor, BYU gets a 30-3 to win over McNeese on Saturday. Lots to discuss in this one. Lots of good. Some maybe BYU could have been better at, but uh, was BYU good enough, in your opinion, against McNeese? Uh, they were mostly good enough against McNeese. There's, they came off of a, a physical win over Wisconsin, and there's bound to be a bit of a letdown after that. They got some guys banged up against Wisconsin, and McNeese is not a cupcake. People need to understand, this team, McNeese, came into this game ranked 10th in the nation in the FCS. They've got transfers in from the FBS level, including a guy from Florida on the line. They've got guys that that can play the game, so it's not like McNeese was a a pushover. At the same time, I think BYU... (laughs) Overall, I was happy. Overall, I was happy with the performance for the most part. It's hard to complain about a 27 point win, but uh, BYU did some really nice things, especially in that second quarter. Uh, Kalani Sitake gets fired up at his team. BYU blocks a field goal. The Cougars scored 24 points in that second quarter. That changed the game. That did change the game, and I think McNeese came out and gave them their best, uh, their best shot and best punch BYU took to punch and kind of started to come back. The the problem was that the the passing game didn't you know, it wasn't up for things. The defense was smothering. They were fantastic. Special teams was for the most part fantastic. The running game had to deal with a uh, a McNeese defense that was crowding the line of scrimmage to stop the run and to limit the short pass. And so I think all those things were things that BYU had to overcome after that physical pounding that they took and delivered in Madison the week before. So I think those are the things that are really good. And I think that, you know, even though uh, BYU didn't look super sharp, uh, for a lot of that game, they did a lot of really good things against the team that came in and gave them, uh, that had the potential to give them a lot more grief than they did. Ultimately, BYU is 3-1, and one, which is incredible given kind of what we expected before the season. The Wisconsin win kind of changed things there. And now BYU's 20 in the AP poll, Trevor. Do you believe BYU is the 20th best team in the country? Well, uh, they could be. Uh, certainly, I think they are if the passing game uh, can evolve and grow. That, I think, is what's, what's holding them back. When you look at the teams that are behind them that people might think should be ahead of them, Mississippi State just got pasted by Kentucky. Uh, Texas Tech is a team that's got a great offense and no defense at all. Michigan State is behind BYU, and they're a team that has struggled in a lot of ways. I think BYU at number 20 right now is a, a pretty appropriate place for them to be if the passing game is, you know, if it grows. If the passing game stays where it is, they'll fall out of the top 25 in a hurry. We're talking to Trevor Maddich of ESPN on a Maddich Monday. You've mentioned the passing game a couple of times. What do you see as the primary issue or issues right now with the passing game? The biggest issue with the passing game right now is drop passes. The thing about Tanner Mangum, he gets a lot of the, a lot of the grief. When you look at his stats this year, you know they're not terrific uh, by any measure. 
Uh, he's only completing 58% of his passes, and he's not getting the ball down the field enough in terms of yards per attempt. But those numbers would improve dramatically if the receivers caught the balls that hit them in the hands. We've talked a lot over the last couple of years about how the receivers need to understand that they're not in a game. They're not even in a football game. They're in a fight every time that ball comes down. And it's got to be their ball or no one's ball. It's got to be a proprietary, vicious, angry fight to catch that ball. And that's been a work in progress with the receiving core as a whole, although some guys have really stepped up in that regard. But from a standpoint of the stats for Tanner, if they just would have caught all the balls, or most of the balls, that they dropped that hit them in the hands, then the quarterback stats would be a whole lot better, and the team would be looking a lot better on offense overall. So right now, I mean, it's one thing to try to elevate beyond what you're really able to do right now. It's another thing just to eliminate the the mental mistakes and every dropped pass that hit you in the hands is not connected, not, not contested. Every one of those is a mental mistake. So right now for the receivers, my thought is, is don't worry about going out there and being Randy Moss. Go out there and just, if the ball hits you in the hands, catch the ball. And if that happens, it'll open up a world of possibilities for the Cougars offense. Pretty wild that the longest pass play is 31 yards, and it's from Aleva Hifo to MLP, Moroni Lalu, Putsitown right. this season. Pretty crazy. Play. Yeah, 31 yeah. yards, 3-1. and one. It all lines up, I guess. Yeah. I, I wonder about BYU's mentality, Trevor. BYU's performed really well in the two games that no one thought they could win. There were double-digit dogs playing a Heisman Trophy candidate on the road, Arizona and Wisconsin. Cal and McNeese, BYU expected to win. The pressure was different and was on. Now BYU has Washington, and perhaps that's a good thing because BYU is a 17-point dog despite being number 20 in Seattle. What do you think of perhaps the mentality uh, question there where BYU's played better as the underdog on the road this year? Yeah, I think, I think the win at Wisconsin will give BYU tangible evidence that they can go in there and beat Wisconsin. I mean, it's not out of the question. Now, ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, only gives them a 7% chance to win. But they only gave him about a 9% chance to win, I think, at Wisconsin. So it's about the same odds. The difference is they'll be facing a team with two advantages over Wisconsin. One is that the, the, the offense is more balanced. I think Wisconsin definitely had a better running attack, but the combination running and balanced with passing and accomplishment of the quarterback is better at Washington. The second thing is the Huskies won't overlook BYU. I mean, the, that ranking in front of their name will get Washington's players' attention. Watching the tape of the Wisconsin game, they will see that BYU stood in there physically, punch for punch, against Wisconsin. And they'll know that this is not a team that they can overlook. And I think those are two disadvantages that BYU has. But the advantages, teams have been able to run on the Washington defense. They're really hard to throw against because that secondary is one of the best in the country. But the, the rushing defense has been good for Washington, but it hasn't been great. 
And I think that's where BYU has a chance to establish something on the ground. You know, to, to throw the ball through, throw the ball against Washington will require, I think, some very creative game planning by the offensive brain trust, the play calling, the, the game planning, because they'll need to actually manufacture open receivers. Uh, but they can do that. There's all kinds of pick routes and rub routes and things that you can do, um, deceptive things with the tight ends that you can get guys open. But overall, BYU will have to establish the run, which they were able to do against Wisconsin. And against Washington, it's not out of the question that they could do it again, because as good as Washington's front seven is, they have not been impregnable. BYU has some bad history up in Seattle. One and three, the one win was against a team that didn't win any games that year, and BYU needed Jake Locker to uh, have an excessive celebration penalty up there. But I want to rewind to some history there with Washington. So you're on the 84 National Championship team. You're a senior. You win the national title. Washington finishes second. The next year, BYU plays Washington. And, Trevor, it felt like this de facto who actually was the national champ game last year. Do you remember the result of said game? I don't remember the results. 31-3 to BYU. So, well, there you go. So BYU emphasized it. So it feels like BYU has some history uh, to, to pay back, I guess, in Seattle. And this is a big opportunity for, uh, for BYU. Big dog. But if BYU won this game, Trevor, we're talking about top 15 and, and some crazy things at this point, are we not? Well, we're talking about some real crazy things. Because if BYU is going to win this game, first of all, it will be because their passing game has stepped up. They won't win it one-dimensionally. But if they win it, part of the reason will be that the passing game came alive to a degree. And if that happens, BYU, their, their defense and their running game and their special teams are legitimately top 15 caliber and maybe better as they continue to grow. Uh, and so I think the interesting thing here is that there's an article on ESPN.com today about the different conferences and then the independents' chances for making the playoff. And BYU is mentioned. BYU is mentioned. I'm sending you blue goggles and that writer immediately. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> it's amazing. They said don't, it's don't overlook or don't count out BYU. Because the, the thinking in the article is that if BYU could knock off Washington and then win out, they will be uh, a one-loss team with two victories over teams that were in the top ten when they played them and probably will finish in the top ten at the, in the committee's final ranking. They will have had to have uh, won at Utah and at Boise if they're able to do this, and those are also very tall orders. I mean, this is, this is not a probability at all, and I don't want to put pressure on BYU that, that they don't deserve to have put on them. Just to say that you're talking about the possibilities that might open up if they're able to beat Washington. And you look at the rest of the schedule, it's really, really tough. But BYU's in a position to be able to have a borderline magical season. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoff if they beat Washington. There's still a lot of football left to be played, and beating Washington itself is a, is a high mountain to have to overcome. But if they're able to, based on the hypothetical that you just asked me, man, it, it, it's going to get interesting at least for a few weeks until they get to Boise. Absolutely. Can't wait. It's a ranked matchup, BYU and Washington, coming up Saturday on Fox. Trevor, we appreciate the time, as always. I appreciate it, and I'll be watching in the Washington game when the ball hits the receivers in the hands. Not even a fight for the ball, but just a normal catch. Do they catch all of those? That's their first step back to respectability from the standpoint of the passing game. Absolutely. Thanks, Trevor. All right, guys.
ESPN's Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. So he agrees, the passing game uh, an issue. Listen, BYU's winning. Everything's great, right? Well, there's going to be a game where, like Cal, BYU's going to have to throw the ball to win. And right now, BYU not doing that particularly well. The good news is BYU's 3-1. and one. They've survived without it, with the exception of one game. And I think BYU needed to lose to Cal to beat Wisconsin. I really do. It all factors in, you would think, mentally. Sure. Yeah, Jeff Grimes says, we got our edge back because of what happened against Cal. And hopefully that edge goes into the Washington game. Like I said, BYU's been better undervalued than overvalued. You are 17-point underdogs, BYU. 17. No one thinks you can do it. You won at Wisconsin. You won at Arizona. 17 plus. Your only loss is to Cal, who is also ranked in the top 25, and yet you are a 17-point underdog That's at Washington. man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. Let that disrespect flow through the entire team room. Take that edge Speaking of disrespect, coming up, are going for two things. And a fresh set of headlines. And what did BYU's opponents do over the weekend? Both teams that the Cougars have already played. Did Hawaii lose? And teams still approaching on this year's schedule. We'll recap it all. One more loss for you. And it's the comments for me. Listen, Hawaii's legit. Their only loss is to Army. And you saw what Army did against Oklahoma. This is BYU Sports Nation. I just want to comments, bro. Tomorrow night, watch after further review with David Bryan and the guys at 7 Eastern, followed by BYU Football with Kalani Satake at 8 Eastern. It's a doubleheader of football tomorrow night on BYU TV. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and revisit today's top Monday headlines. Uh, if you missed it over the weekend, BYU trailed three to nothing at the end of the first quarter to McNeese, then scored thirty unanswered points and picked up their first home victory of the season. BYU moves to three and one on the year. Cougars up five spots in the eight people from twenty-five to twenty, tied for the largest climb on the day. Cougars play at number eleven, Washington, and move down a spot. BYU's the first team out in the coaches' poll. So the more I think about it, is if BYU's competitive, Jerem at Washington. Perhaps they stay. Perhaps they stay, like, at number 25. That'd be fun. Oh. That'd be nice. What a day for a couple of BYU Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill did it all again. Good grief. 39 yards rushing, 35 on one play on a key third down. Three kickoff returns for 64 yards, a tackle on special teams, and a key block lined up as the tight end. And a partridge in a pear tree. Fred Warner had 11 tackles, which makes him the leading tackler three weeks in a row for the San Francisco 49ers. But they lost. Number one BYU women, the Seahawks won, by the Number one BYU women's volleyball team sweeps St. Mary's. Ronnie Jones Perry led the team with 12 kills. Cougars 12 and sparkling own, and have swept seven of their last eight opponents. Keep it rolling, ladies. Okay, as promised, it's now time to look at what all of BYU football's opponents did over the weekend. Starting with the team BYU plays this Saturday in Seattle at Washington. The 11th-ranked Huskies held off Arizona State 27-20. Jake Browning had three touchdown passes in the win. Washington is also 3-1 on the season. Their only loss was against Auburn to open the season. Utah State, the Aggies open Mountain West play with a 42-32 home victory over Air Force. The Aggies are 3-1, averaging 53 a game. You got an offense, man. Uh, speaking of offenses, Hawaii moves to 4-1 and one on the season after putting up a 42 spot on Duquesne, 42-21. Looking at their schedule. A reminder of the bet. 
If if Hawaii comes to Provo with two losses, you owe me two condos. If Hawaii was undefeated, I would owe you two condos. Right. So we're just waiting for a loss to San Jose State or Wyoming. That's not going to happen. Boom, two condos for me. Hawaii's going to be 6-1 and one coming to Provo. And will Utah State be a one-loss team coming to Provo? Perhaps. They are better than we thought, even if they lose the next one or two. Northern Illinois. Dropped to 1-3 and three on the season after falling at Florida State 37-19. If I'm not mistaken, Northern Illinois opened the season with four or three three of four power fives. They played a really tough schedule. They played a brutal schedule, including Utah and now Florida And perhaps State. they're not as good. We don't know. We don't know. They played a tough schedule. It's not going to get any easier when they have to good, come though. to Provo. Florida State's not that good. They almost lost to Sanford. What is Utah? What is Utah? I mean, Northern Illinois is close with What Utah. is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. No more. Boise State. Off a of bye week, they remain 2-1. and one. They will face Wyoming and crush Wyoming on Saturday. UMass moves to 2-5 and five on the season? They've played seven games? Is that right? Wait, how no. How has UMass played 49, seven 39-31 games? win over Charlotte. No, I don't think. They haven't played them. Anymore. Come on. <laughs> I'm looking at it. That's got to be, what, 2-3? and three? It's got to be 2-3. and 2-3. and three. Yeah. Yeah. They might be 2-5 and five at some point. It's an official <laughs> warning, whoever wrote that. They're 2-3. They're 2-3. Two two and three. Three. I yes. got to check that next time. My bad. New Mexico State. Hey, they get a win against UTEP. The Aggies are now 1-4, and four, which prompts this question. How bad is UTEP? Bad. Utah, 2-1. and one. They had a bye week All right. Now looking back at the past Cougar opponents. Arizona got a win, their first win Yay. against an FBS foe. Good job. In Arizona. Corvallis, 35-14 win over Oregon State. Wildcats now 2-2. Two and two. Cal remained, un- remained undefeated because they had a bye week. Everyone had a bye week, man. 3-0, hey. and Cal is in the top 25 at number 24. How about They're that? at Oregon this weekend. Who blew it against Stanford. Yet moved I up mean, a spot in the rankings. blew it. So Cal and Oregon, top 25 matchup to keep an eye on this weekend. And Wisconsin, oh, Alex Hornibrook, he came through in the clutch to, or this weekend, Jerem. They at got Iowa. the win at Iowa, win. 28-17. The Badgers are ranked 15th. They host Nebraska. They're going to be 4-1. and one. Poor Scott Frost and Nebraska are going into the Badgers' den, and they're going to yeah, lose yeah, big. What is it for a bet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the bad is, – is it a den? A Badgers' I've, den? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No clue. Oh, dumb questions on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, some people think that what we're about to do is also a little dumb, but we think it's fun. It's called going for two. No one thinks so. Can you predict the future? Nah. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, standings, you're up uh, five to three and a half. From five to three and a half. Up to half point, I guess. Okay, my number one pick, Zach Wilson will throw a TD pass. Nope, didn't ha- didn't get it. He did throw a long pass to Matt Bushman on a fourth down, but that was about as close as he got to a touchdown pass. Yeah. And number two, BYU will win by 18-plus. Yay! All you haters can show you 17-plus is it real. BYU well, won by 20. See, it only, it only comes into play when you say 17-plus. 17-plus, Washington's going to win. Reverse <laughs> curse in effect. <laughs> will you shave your head if BYU beats no, Washington? <laughs> get out of here. You shave your head. You shave the front part I, of your head. I'm kidding. I'm not... <laughs> really expecting you to. All right. BYU. Take me to Tucanos. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii's going to be 6-1, and one, Jeremy. I'm sorry. No, no Tucanos. It's not, not going to happen. You're not sorry. Well, actually, I kind of want Tucanos, so. Just take me, man. Yeah, no. No, we can go there and pay. What, what, what are your picks? We don't... <laughs> you keep bringing up Tucanos. I know, and you keep acknowledging me. Stop it. <laughs> By going for two picks. 
Two or more BYU players will throw a touchdown pass. Mm. Nope. We I was both I, got one. I was in on Zach them. Wilson or yeah. Joe Critchlow or maybe a Leva Hefo. Joe Critchlow, I remember him. Right? Remember Joe Critchlow? <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I said BYU will hold McNeese to 150 yards or less passing. Now wait a minute. I thought yeah. No. The graphic got it wrong on Friday. I was no, always no. one fifty. They never get graphics or scripts or anything wrong. I, I guess I should say it, it was on Ben Bagley who told yeah, me it's on Ben graphics to make it as a hundred or less passing yards. No way, I was on, that's crazy. A on. hundred yards passing or less from a team that passes ball over the field, but they did do it under one fifty. BYU's defense solid. Okay, so All we right. stay at we st- oh it's six and four and a half now, right? Because wait, wait, we no, each, no, we each got one. Oh, wait, or, is or was it four and two it was, and a half? It was four and two. Oh, and a half. I had updated it early. It was, okay. it was four and two and a half. So now it's okay, updated. Gotcha. Five okay. points for me. You're up one and a half. Three and a half awesome. for you. Okay, coming up, what former Cougar led Team USA in kills over the weekend at the Volleyball World Championship? Plus, more of your reactions to BYU football climbing five spots and now being ranked number 20 oh. in the AP poll. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. It's the latest in Cougar sports with a total total, uh, social media twist. Watch it right now on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Kiki fired the cannon at the game on Saturday. It's going to be a part of that. Why did they let her do that? I don't know. Why? It's so loud. I don't stand in that area of the stadium. Ha! (laughs) It's... It's never subtle, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it no. can't be. No, it's like an obnoxious. <laughs> Our question of the day. What is your reaction to BYU being ranked 20th in the AP poll? Let's hear from all y'all and go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Stutz 10 adds this on Twitter. My views on Saturday's game changed completely due to the ranking. There are no moral victories anymore. In a world of no moral victories. They, BYU, need to compete and give themselves a chance in the fourth to win a road game against a tough Washington team. If BYU doesn't, then they're not appropriately ranked. Vegas does not think BYU is a top 25 team. I think BYU is a top 30, 35 team. I just think 20 is kind of high right now. No moral victories now? None. So if BYU plays a competitive game... talk about moral victories. I'm just saying, if BYU plays... A competitive game, and maybe we won't call it a moral victory. We call it a loss. We just call it a close loss. Okay? Let's say BYU... Loses, talk about margins. Loses by three. Okay? Like Cal. Competitive game. They stay ranked. At that point, are people not like, oh, okay. Hey, still in the top 25, pretty good. Right? It is too much to expect BYU to beat two top 15 teams on the road in one season, let alone one. Are you kidding me? That said, BYU, you're a 17-point underdog. No one thinks you can do it. don't respect you. Vegas thinks you stink. Take the edge. (laughs) You know what? You can't do it, says Vegas. (laughs) At the Fenoglian on Instagram. The Fongolian. The Fongolian. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Did you say Fenoglian? (laughs) The Fongolian. Well-deserved. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of... Fenoglia? That's <laughs> I have no I idea. Know. Well deserved for shutting down two Heisman candidates. Our true rank will be revealed in Washington. I wouldn't say the BYU shut down Jonathan Taylor. He was just under his average. Yeah, they contained him. But it, no, but I feel like 
BYU is 20 by default. They should be like 25 or 30 or whatever. They're 20 because a bunch of teams lost. So then they do, well, we're here, I guess. BYU's not the 20th best team. Yeah, how does BYU earn the 20th ranking at Washington? You beat Washington, you're top 15 for sure. So then you earn a top 15 ranking. Yes. BYU earned a top 25. Right, I thought yes. twenty. I was kind of surprised. I thought, oh, they could be in. What's fun? What's fun to me is how many of you thought three and one with a win against Wisconsin after four games that BYU would be in this position. Yet I'm seeing people out there saying, "Well, this don't look that good." And enjoy this. No, I listen. I a bunch of people on Twitter are like, "Dude, you're such a party pooper." I said this is validating, enjoy and I'm enjoying it. it. What yes. I'm saying is, it's probably fool's gold later. Right now, yeah, great. What but does Saturday BYU? when BYU lines up against, why does Vegas have Washington as a seven-point fave then? 17? 17. That is a huge number. Well, they missed on Wisconsin. Yes, they did. BYU won that game, and it was a well, huge I, upset. I'm just seeing these things. Uh, if they can't beat a Washington team, then they're not appropriately ranked. Or well, yeah, the true rank will be revealed in Washington. What does BYU have to do to validate being ranked 20th? Play like, close with Washington? Yeah, what, what validates yes. BYU against Washington as the number 20 team in America? Maybe Don't we, jump our Twitter question for, or yeah. social media for tomorrow. Yeah, maybe, maybe we address that tomorrow. that tomorrow. Okay, yeah. validation for the number 20 ranking against Washington because everyone is so sure that I'm going to be exposed. I thought exposure and access were the reasons for going to, in the independence. <laughs> Coming up, Taysom Hill does everything for the New Orleans Saints, but call the plays yesterday. BYU women's soccer back on track after winning the Crosstown Clash. They handle Utah Valley. Conference play awaits. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Number 25 at the time, BYU beat McNeese. 30-3 in the first home win of the season and first back-to-back wins for the Cougars since 2016. Lopini Katoa scored two touchdowns on the ground. BYU held McNeese to 57 yards in the second half. BYU jumps up five spots in the AP poll from 25 to 20. Tied for the largest climb of any ranked team on the day. Granted, Kentucky went from unranked to number 17. But, hey, you jump five spots when you're already ranked? Yeah. Really good. Cougars play at number 11 Washington, who moved down one spot after holding off Arizona State. BYU is the first team out in the sports information director's poll. Oh, it's the coach's poll? My bad. A.K.A. the coach's poll. Okay. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Mill does everything against the Falcons for the Saints, including 39 yards rushing, 35 on one play, three kickoff returns for 64 yards, a tackle on special teams, and a key block lined up as a tight end. Fred Warner had 11 tackles, nine of them solo, when the 49ers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jamal Williams had five carries for 29 yards and two catches for 16 in the Packers' loss. Kyle Vannoy had seven tackles in the New England Patriots' loss to Detroit last night. What? Volleyball. Number one, BYU swept St. Mary's. Randy Jones-Perry, 12 kills. Cougars 12-0 have swept seven of their last eight. Team USA Volleyball defeated Iran in four sets to advance to the third round of the FIVB World Championships. Ben Patch led the team with 13 kills, four blocks. Nice, Ben. Jake Lane-Loys added eight kills and an ace in the victory. Team USA improved to 8-0. They're the only undefeated team at the World Championships. Yeah. 
Not bad. They are joined in the final six by Brazil, Italy, Poland, Russia, and Serbia. Soccer. Women's team beat Utah Valley 3-1 Friday night. Olivia Wade, Bella Folino, and Elise Flake all scored goals. BYU men's soccer defeated Utah State and Utah Valley over the weekend on the season. The Cougars, not surprisingly, 4-0 all against Utah teams in those wins and have outscored them by a combined score of 18-2. Cougars and the PGA. Honorary Cougar Tony Finau finished tied for 15th at 3 and a par in the Tour Championship this weekend. Back to you. BYU women's golf tees off today at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Collegiate Invitational in Washington. Wait, it's Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but it's in Washington? What? I'm confused. 3 p.m. Eastern. Just win, ladies. Chicken court on blue. Cougars in the minors. Taylor Cole pitched two innings for the L.A. Angels with the Houston Astros, giving up three hits and one earned run. I love so much that he's still pitching in the big leagues. It's great. Fantastic. Today's rise and shout belongs to Cosmo. For his tuck and duck and cover. Yeah. In case you missed it. <laughs> Cosmo flying through the air and the Cosmo head goes flying. See, when he landed and immediately did that and was like, I like, did he hurt his neck or yeah. something? And then I see the head kind of rolling up and instantly I'm like, oh, he lost the mascot head. Yeah. So I was glad he was okay. But when yeah. I first thought, I was like, oh, no, is he hurt? Yeah. Let, all, uh, all sources uh, say he's good. You know, it's just emotion, emotional damage. <laughs> I want to give a, a rise and shout to Fred Warner as well because he's pacing for 160 tackles this season. The pacing guy. Yeah. Nice. Yep. <laughs> and he's the green dot guy. He gets the calls. He's the dude. And then, uh, you know, he has a speaker in his helmet. He's the guy as a rookie. That's pretty Well incredible. done. What is your reaction to BYU football being ranked 20th in the AP poll? Let's go back to Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At SV Utility on Twitter. Now is the time to be aware of the hashtag blue goggles. We have a fantastic defense and played one game of four-quarter excellence, but it won't go far if BYU can't reliably play complete games, starting with UW. It just have to be better than that team on that day. We're just seeing patterns of certain things that are going really well, right? BYU's offensive line, the run game, solid. Defense, really good, right? Um, the passing game is a concern at this point. Oh. All right, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at Ethan.Funky on Instagram. <laughs> Says in all caps, BYU's going to win the Super Bowl. Wait, what? <laughs> Why was that the elite one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was good, but it wasn't elite. Come on. I stopped questioning that, was, that long that was, ago. That was the Mitch Matthews of tweets on Instagram. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Oh, you Instagram mean elite, Jeremy? You mean truly elite tweets? You need to make the Browns. Come on. <laughs> I love Mitch. Don't do this. I love Mitch. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Marcus Matthews. Yes. I love the Matthews. 503, dude. They're my guys. Go Cougs. And hold on to your head. Elite.